Good evening, top fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry coming to you with another clubhouse, another one of my favorite guests. This one's going to be fun because, as you guys know, I'm a Dodger fan, and and we got Nick back in the clubhouse. And Nick is a Padre fan. He was on the clubhouse about a month and a half ago, and I I brought him back in um, to ask him how things are going. Nick, thanks for coming on tonight. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. I right, listen. I'm looking forward to it. One of these days, we're going to have to get you and your good buddy Brian on, but we got to do it like in May before the angels are mathematically eliminated because anything after may usually is bad for brian right oh i'm just I'll, i won't say anything i'm, I'm I teasing brian, brian as you're listening to this you know i love you i'm joking anyways nick it's good to have you on um tell me what do you think the padres look like i mean we're you got 50 games left to play you guys are in miami tonight we're filming this on monday night this will drop on friday night but how do the padres look uh you know being a lifelong padre fan uh you never live optimistically but the last maybe two, three years, the Padres have really broken out and they're a totally different team than what I grew up watching. Uh, I I don't want to say that they're the best team in baseball because that would just be an outright lie. But it's a great time to be a Padre fan. We're optimistic. I think we are a wild card contender. Absolutely. We're, we're going to get to the wild card race in a second. But first and foremost, and I agree with you, it and I. I hate to admit this as a Dodger fan, but it's good when the Padres and the Giants are good because it keeps kind of things rolling, right? And that's what we had, you know, up to two months ago. That's what we kind of had was everybody was tight there, the Dodgers, the Giants, the the Padres. Yeah, uh, competitive so, divisions always make baseball fun. I would say the AL East is one of the funnest or most fun divisions in baseball this year because – Four out of the five teams, they're duking it out every night. And if you're a Baltimore fan, you are ecstatic right now. Oh, you definitely. don't know what to do with yourself because you were expecting another hundred game lost season, and yet you're in the wild. <laughs> wild <laughs> you're you're ecstatic at this point. Yeah, so. it's incredible. All right, so tell me, trade deadline, thumbs up, thumbs down. As a Padre fan, if you tell me thumbs down, I'm literally going to reach through the screen and strangle you. Listen. So tell me, what did you think about the trade deadline stuff? Listen, uh, any trade deadline where a team picks up Juan Soto, if it's not a thumbs up immediately, then you're not watching baseball. <laughs> I, Amen. Yeah, I'm going to kind of drag my dad under the bus a bit because uh, we're all big Padre fans in my family and my dad and I love like watching prospects develop. And so when he saw how many we gave up, my dad was like, are we, are we sure about this? I was like, this is a 23 year old Ted Williams. This is a top five player and you're adding it to a team like the Padres. This is an absolute win. And one of the coolest, one of the most chilling moments out of the whole deadline, it occurred days later an interviewer was asking the owner of the Padres, Peter Seidler, said, listen, you've got 300 mil locked up with Manny. You've got 300 mil again with Tatis. Would you balk at offering a $500 million to Juan Soto? And he just replied, never. That's the kind of owner fans love because, oh my gosh, if that happened, that first off, three players having the huge, biggest budget in baseball – but, right. Oh my gosh, three players that could just dominate. Right. And it's, and those are the fun conversations to have, right? Those are the ones where you look and you go, okay, this is, this is good. When honestly, when Juan Soto went anywhere, I got to tell you, 
I was as nervous as long tail cat in a room full of rocking chairs because he's got two years left on his contract. He can go to arbitration this year, but he's not going to, right? Um, he's got two years left on his contract. So it's basically a two-year rental unless you can get to the series. If you can get to the series, even better for you, right? And so at the end of the day, um, Juan Soto brings that little extra power and that extra little pop that you need. And he's a 23-year-old who's been playing for four years. Yeah. And so don't tell me that he's not valuable. Yeah. He is if, very, very valuable. With the Padres doing this, this is their sign that they believe they are World Series bound. So if they aren't able to make the World Series with Soto, I think they could possibly still replenish their farm with a good haul if they trade him right at the end. But honestly, as a Padre fan, I know it sounds next to impossible, but if they could figure out a way to sign Soto, that would be incredible. There you go. I, I've been telling everybody offline, offline I've been telling everybody this. This Juan Soto trade, for, or not trade, but this Juan Soto pickup, well, trade, in essence, is perfect for you if you guys get to the series. Yeah. If you don't get to the series, there's going to be a lot of question marks because you've got Snell, you've got Musgrove, you've got um, uh, you've got Soto now, you've got Josh Bell, you've got hitters that can can play and pitchers that can pitch. Now, if for some reason you don't get to the series and he decides to look elsewhere, then you give up a lot yeah. for him. But you got two years to prove that, two and a half years to prove that. So who cares? Yeah, right. and honestly, two and a half years nowadays, that's a big window for a World Series. Most Amen. teams go for one, maybe two seasons. And the Padres, if you count this year, that's a three-year window. Exactly. That's why when you guys did it, as a Dodger fan, it made me nervous because I thought, okay, this is going to be something that we're going to have to battle with because the Giants are in the process of getting older and rebuilding at the same time. Yeah. Whereas you guys are young. You guys are energetic. You guys, you guys are the team that we're, you know, if we can get Trey Turner back, you guys are the team that we're going to fight with for a long time. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a good little giddy up. So, um, okay. Now wild card, let's talk wild card for a second. So as it sits right now, you guys hold the third uh, spot in the wild card. Um, feelings about that. Feelings about catching guy. Well, Philly is only a game, a half a game up over you, and I think they're either winning or one tonight. Um, Atlanta six games up. But tell me how you feel about that wild card situation, and are you nervous? Um, predominantly with the Brewers only a game and a half behind you. Yeah, um, with the wild card. Uh... The time is now for the Padres to solidify their spot. Uh, the Phillies and the Brewers, uh, their next couple of series, they're going to be tough ones. I believe the Brewers are playing the Dodgers a few times. Yeah, they, or, the, the Brewers and Dodgers play each other seven times in the next 13 games. Yes. and You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going <laughs> to cheer for the Dodgers, but I hope it's a, a They're winning 4 nothing right now. You better be cheering for them. <laughs> but uh, I looked up the Padres' schedule, and they have Miami. Uh, for this series, they have Washington. Uh, Cleveland's going to be a tough series, but then after that, it's Kansas City and San Francisco. So these next two weeks of baseball, if the Padres don't capitalize on these rebuilding teams, then they're going to be in big trouble because after that, the last month, they play the Dodgers a lot. So mm -hmm. this is your chance to take a big lead in the wild card. So if the Padres don't capitalize these next two weeks, then they're in trouble. You nailed it. That was almost exactly identical to what I was going to say because it 
your time is now. Um, don't worry about I, it. And I hate to tell this to you, but it looks like it was final Miami. So you're losing tonight. You lost tonight. If the yeah. Dodgers win 17, don't worry about the, don't worry about the West anymore. Just go for that wild card and beat up on the teams that you should be beating up on. Yeah. One loss won't kill us. It's about taking the series, taking right. the series. Yeah. And, and I love that because most people that I ask, I said, Hey, do you want a 10 game winning streak or would you rather win um, six series, like take six series? And everybody tells me I'd rather have a 10 game winning streak. I'm thinking, why take the series? You take the pressure off of yourself or playing too tight because you want to keep the streak going and that type of thing. Just enjoy it. Have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, um, so, okay. So final thoughts. Um, on this because I, I love where you're going Nick, and I love your baseball mind you and Brian have a great baseball mind and I appreciate your thoughts through it but positives and negatives of the Padres season as it currently exists you guys have 49 games left you're right in that wild card hunt positives and negatives uh, positives the biggest one this year is absolutely the trade deadline uh, yes. Juan Soto, Josh Bell Brendan Drury, Josh Hader that's just stacking an already decently stacked team uh, some current players that are starting to show up uh, after the uh, trade deadline, Trent Grisham, Hassan Kim, both lower on the lineup. Those guys are starting to find their stride and they're starting to hit now. So mm-hmm. it's a definitely an optimistic time to be a Padre fan. Uh, unfortunately, there is a big negative that came out on Friday uh, with Tatis's uh, suspension. Uh, so that was pretty heartbreaking as a Padre fan and a fan of the game of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to bring it up and I promised my Dodger fans that I wouldn't bring it up to you unless you brought it up to yourself. Um, but so tell me about how you felt. Tell me about the emotions you went through with that. Uh, it was like all seven stages of grief. There was anger, denial, frustration, everything. Uh, on Friday I was, I was so upset because I've always been so against PEDs in the game. Uh, it, it was it was definitely heartbreaking because Tatis is one of those players that kids are going to look up to and they want to play and be just like him. And so he's one of the players that's good for the game of baseball. Yes. And so seeing that happen was just awful. Uh, taking a whole weekend to uh, mourn, I guess you could say. Uh, I did come across one silver lining, like no matter whether you believe him in saying it was an accident or if you consider him a liar, the one silver lining I could say about this whole situation was at least he wasn't using PEDs while playing. Good call. Yes. I agree. He was either using it to recover from an injury or if you believe what he and his family and agent are saying, he used it on accident. Yeah. So no, I, at, at least you can't call into question the Padres record. You can't call into question their season. So that is the one silver lining out of this whole situation. I agree with you because the last thing you want is you don't want it right in the middle of the season where everybody's starting to think, well, so it's been going on. Who else is it? Is it Machado? Is it, was Eric Hosmer doing it before he got traded Was you know, Luke Voigt, everybody wonders if he's doing it anyways, right? I mean, that guy can bench press with one hand a car, oh, yeah. right? And he can't <laughs> find a jersey that fits him. 
Oh, it was so sad watching Luke Voigt in the most recent Washington series. Uh, they had him on the broadcast and he was talking, uh, it was a national broadcast, but San Diego's color man, Mark Grant, he was uh, in there and just Luke Voigt sounded and looked so sad to be on the nationals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was tough. Now I, I only have one question for you because I'm, I, <clears throat> for those of you that think that I should hit Nick a little harder on this, I've been there. We've had scenarios on the Dodgers where this has happened. I've lived through the Dodgers 90s where they weren't very good. I've seen them bounce back, so I'm not going to hit them. Okay, but the only question I, I am going to ask you, my friend, is did you read what management said about what's going on? And what are your thoughts about, if you read it, what were your thoughts about it? Yeah, um, in case people didn't read it, management hit him pretty hard. They basically said that he needs to be mature. He signed a huge contract and it's about time he starts acting like a professional baseball player. Uh, even some of his teammates in the clubhouse, Joe Musgrove, Mike Clevenger in particular, they had some not so, it was not nice. Uh, they were, they were brutally honest. They were talking about how rough it is and what a bad look it is. And personally, I like what management and the players have to say, uh, in baseball, you can get to be a prima donna a bit, but if anybody else in their regular job, when I'm at work, if I tell them, hey, I'm not coming in because I was on drugs, they're going to fire me. They're not going to just say we're disappointed. So yeah. I'm really hoping that this is just a wake-up call. I really hope Tatis takes this maturely. He doesn't overreact or say everybody's out to get him. I hope this is just the tough love that he needs to finally accept I'm getting paid a lot of money. It's about time I start being that leader on and off the field. Yeah, we did a we did a live over the weekend, and this came up um, in the live. And I, um, I had said, I, you know what I really hope for Fernando Tatis is he looks around the league, and he finds a couple of mentors. Now I don't know that Machado is the guy to do this, but maybe a Mike Trout, a Mookie Betts, um, you know, some guys that have been around for a while that have done it, maybe a Bryce Harper, right? Where they can go in and say, okay, cool your jets. Don't get too excited. Don't bat flip on every hit that you get. Don't like, don't give people a reason to give you a hard time. Just let it go. Just let it die and come back and be the man that we think you are. And you'll be a phenomenal player, potentially a hall of Famer. Yeah. But, uh, I actually, it's my conspiracy theory. I think when the Padres went and signed Manny Machado, I mm -hmm. think that that was part of their talk because Manny, when he came into baseball, he was that young stud, that superstar. Yep. And I, I truly think the Padres, because Manny Machado and Tatis have the same agent, so they knew each other before he signed. So I think the Padres sat him down and said, look, you are the star, but we have this kid coming up who, if you're able to mentor him, that could be huge because I'll be honest, before Manny joined the Padres, I was not a fan of him. I, I didn't like how he played the game. Uh, and like you can go find video compilations online of him throwing his bat, trying to talk crap, trying to start stuff. And so at first I was not a, I was not excited about him joining the team. But as a Padre fan who watches every game, he has occasional outbursts, but it is nothing compared to the Manny Machado of the Orioles or when he was the Dodgers. Correct. I, I think he's he took on that role and he was like, okay, I might not be the young kid anymore. It's time for me to be the mentor. 
correct. And I and I have to tell you, I didn't like him when he played for the Dodgers. I mean, I saw I saw him early on slide with his cleats up in the second base to break up a double play. I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. You're better than this. You're better yeah. than this. And I, I hope that somebody in the Dodger clubhouse sat him down and said, you do this again, you're going to answer to me. Right. Yeah. And so Manny has calmed down a little bit. I don't know if I, I would love to see management grab a guy like a Mike Trout or, or, uh, a Bryce Harper and said, Hey, can you, cause it's good for baseball. It's a fraternity, right? These guys are in a fraternity. It's good for baseball when you see those guys talking, right? Absolutely. And, and because the MLB has changed everything and now we're going to play every team. So all 30 teams are going to play each other. Um, there will be opportunities for, you know, Tatis to be in Anaheim, to be in Philadelphia, to be in other places where he could get some mentorship. Right. So it's absolutely. All right, my friend, I think you nailed it. Any final thoughts you have on the Padres? I, I love your take on this, but I any final thoughts you have on the Padres? I'm trying to stay optimistic. So if I talk too long, I'm, as a natural pessimist, if I talk too long, it's <laughs> it's going to go downhill. So I'm going to try to stay as positive as possible for now. <laughs> this is one of those cautiously optimistic things, right? Yeah. If they don't capitalize these next two weeks, that's when I'm going to be nervous. There you go. Well, top fan rivalry followers, this is Nick. He's a phenomenal baseball mind. He's also a phenomenal guy. I've got a chance to talk to him on and offline um, prior. Uh, he and I share a, a friend. Uh, one of his really good friends is, has become a good friend of mine. He was actually the first episode of the podcast, and I invited him to be number 100 here pretty quick. Uh, and so, Nick, I, I appreciate your time. I'm grateful that you came in, and I look forward to having you in again real soon, especially when it comes to October, I'm going to have a group of guys on. So especially when it comes into October, I'll have you back on, but I appreciate your time. Sounds good. Always a blast. You bet. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one.